Boom, and we're back, baby. It's the Father Mucky Protocol. It's your man, Dean Edwards. Fine solo again. Got my man, Big Mike, on the boards. Sounds running, sounding good right now, baby. See, now I'm all self-conscious about doing voices because Mike was saying that, Dean, you do so many voices, and uh, Malibu Kelly, she probably, the reason she loves the fact that you do so well on the podcast is because you go in and out of voices without realizing that you're doing so many different... Because honestly, I don't. I don't. Like, I guess in a previous episode, I did... Uh, I didn't even realize I did an impression of... <laughs> Did an impression of of, of Joe, Joe Vesey, you know, and, and Mike is laughing over here. Because I don't, I don't, I don't realize, I just, I don't, honestly, I've never rehearsed doing an impression of Joseph uh, Vesey. I just, you know, you, I, if I'm around somebody and, and I'm cool with them, I pick up on their, on their mannerisms and you can't see, I guess I do the visuals too, but you can't see that, so... Uh, so Joseph, uh, become famous so that I can do you on stage and people can say, yo, he really does. He looks and sounds just like him, but he's black. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, you know, uh, the other week I promised, uh, you know, how, how things might good. You good since last time. That's good, man. I, um, I, I wanted to tell people about how I just, uh, got our city hall and what, what happened and what it meant to me. Because doing Arsenio Hall was, um, it was, it was, uh, is a, I'm blushing right now, people. I'm, t I'm turning purple because I'm that dark that when I blush, I turn purple, baby. I got my grape look right now. I'm on my Barney thing, baby. So when I, um, here's what, here's how it goes. When I was coming up, man, I used to, I was a big fan, you know, in the late 80s, I was a big fan of, uh, of late night comedy. I was just a big fan of comedy. Anything, anything I was ever into, I like plunged. I was, I was, uh, I was an extremist when it came, came to, to really soaking it, it, it all in. So when I was, when I was a, a B-boy, when I was breakdancing and pop locking, I recorded any and everything. I would record, I remember commercials were breakdancing from, from, uh, you know, Fruity Pebbles commercials with a head spin, to 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 you know videos on how to how to pop lock featuring Shabadu you know and so the same with comedy comedy sort of exploded in the eighties and you had all these different comedy clubs springing up all over the country and then you also had all these different uh, television shows that were presenting comedy um, everything and and you had this this boom in the eighties of all these. Uh, all these comedy clubs, and therefore you had all these comedy shows that were popping up on the air from Annie's Evening at the Improv to, uh, um, you know, obviously the Tonight Show always showcasing stand-ups and, and the HBO Young Comedian specials. And, and then the latter part of the 80s, Joan Rivers uh, got a TV show. And what I dug about Joan's show in comparison to the Tonight Show was that she was... She had cats that were sort of on the fringes of entertainment. You know what I mean? Like she, she showed you. You saw comics that you weren't necessarily seeing on the Tonight Show. I used to record everybody on the Tonight Show too. I used to love when I loved when Pryor was on the was on the Tonight Show because he was uh, he and Johnny just had great a great rapport. But I dug Joan a because I think her being a woman um, just automatically let you see there was going to be a slightly different perspective um, 
Secondly, Joan was hella funny. Well, firstly, honestly, Joan was hella funny, but because she was a woman, I thought I think it was uh, there was something unique about it, and so and you saw a lot of you saw a lot of comics of a different variety. So like um, Robert Townsend, who who wrote, directed, and starred in Hollywood Shuffle. You didn't see him on the Tonight Show with Johnny, but you saw him on with uh, with Joan Rivers, and you saw him do stand up on Joan Rivers' show, and these were guys. You saw uh, from from him blowing up, uh, Townsend blowing up. You saw he did Robert Townsend his partners in crime. So you saw him uh, and Keenan Ivory Wayans and and uh, and Chris Rock and Damon Wayans. You saw all these guys um, of color that made you say, "Oh, okay, there are comics that that look differently." And so Joan, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think her her husband got sick or passed. Edgar, Edgar. Um, he wound up, uh, so she wound up either leaving her show or getting X'd off of her, her show. And Fox winds up auditioning a bunch of different people to take over for, for Joan. So she's, they're, they're giving, um, you know, comics opportunities. So I remember at one point Robert Townsend hosted an episode and he, he called Eddie Murphy to ask him to come on live. He, since he had just directed Raw he uh, asked Eddie Murphy to come on live, and Eddie actually thought he was Arsenio. And, be, and the only reason you knew Arsenio Hall at the time was because um, you had Arsenio. I remember from I think Solid Gold and different appearances, man. And so when you saw him on this this special called um, the Uptown Comedy Express that Eddie Murphy produced, and you know, you knew Eddie was was big at that point because his uncle, Uncle Ray, who was a comic with Eddie's dad, Uncle Ray hosted it, and and Marsha War, Warfield from uh, the People's Court. I remember she said, "How come ain't nobody ever asked who the fuck is Uncle Ray?" <laughs> because it's true. Because you like if the whole time you're watching, like, yeah, why this dude? It looks like an older Warner. Uh, Eddie Murphy hosting, you know, and, and uh, that's and you saw Chris Rock on there and, and Townsend and and uh, you saw you know sort of black Hollywood celebs in the audience from Jack A to Jasmine Guy from a different world, Jack A from Two Two Seven, and you know just everybody. And they shot it at uh, the the uh, world renowned Comedy Act Theater that was uh, in I think it was in South Central, if I'm not not mistaken. So this was a big Big deal. So, and Arsenio, when he did that show, he killed it, man. He, the, Arsenio was, uh, dang, he was funny. He had leather pants on, too. That's that's when, as it, in the mid to late 80s, that's when you sort of, Eddie Murphy obviously established it, but everyone sort of followed suit. If you were, if you were hot in the 80s and you were a black comic, you had to wear some sort of leather. And so Arsenio, uh, I think he had a blazer, uh, a gray blazer and some gray leather pants, and uh, and he killed it, man. And so from that, he wound up doing, uh, t- you know, sliding in, and he got a guest stint on the on Jones Fox show, taking over the Jones Fox show. And I remember he had, uh, he he said, yeah, um, I had Eddie on, so I changed the furniture. I, I I got all leather furniture to make him feel comfortable, you know. And I think then he had uh, Stephanie Mills on that. It was Eddie Murphy and him. Eddie was wearing this yellow, uh, this canary yellow leather uh, jacket, no shirt on, gold chains hanging, and then Stephanie Mills. And, and that and that was not, I was like, yo, this is, I don't know what I'm watching, but this is 
dope, man. And then they Arsenio next they asked him to come back again. And then again, next thing you know, he took over the final, I don't know if it was like six to nine weeks. And then after that, they he wound up getting his own show, uh, with, with uh his own syndicated show. And for me, I came up like this, this dude, this is awesome. You know, I'm seeing this dude. And he and people have to realize, I don't think people do, but people have to understand that he gave a lot of cats burn and shine. I think I think he gave Red Hot Chili Peppers their first late night shine. He gave obviously um you you wonder where hip hop would be without Arsenio. Like I'm sure it still would have thrived at some point, but I mean he was putting every he put on Hammer, he put on LL Cool J, you know, he put on uh, NWA, you know, he put everybody on, put on Vanilla Ice, uh, which, uh, you know, Vessi always has a problem with the way Arsenio interviewed, uh, <laughs> how he grilled Vanilla how he grilled Rob Van Winkle. But, um, yeah, so I just, I, and I still, to this day, I have, I have tapes full of Arsenio Hall episodes. I used to record every comic. That that comics that you've never heard of comics that you you um I remember the one that pops in mind what's her name some something something Babbitt Kathy Babbitt or Lorraine Babbitt so it was she was funny I just remember she she destroyed and she came and she came out she had this like had on this orange trench and she, uh <laughs> and it was just it, but she was funny you know and that's what I loved he was just he was just as similar to what he does now. Like, I think out of all the uh, late-night talk shows, um, Arsenio's been back on the air now since September, and I see comics on there a couple of times a week. And so a uh, buddy of mine, both Hugh Moore, a funny writer, I'm actually uh, doing something in Virginia with Hugh, and our buddy Rich Pierre-Louis at the beginning of April. So if you're in Virginia Beach, come check us out. Um is a comedy at the cinema or something. It's going to be a great show. But Hugh writes for Arsenio, the, the Arsenio Hall show, which is now in syndication. And Hugh and um, friends Owen Smith and Ali Leroy, uh, other funny friends of mine, they all work on the show. So Hugh says to me back in the fall, I'm going to say probably November, I was in LA. And he was like, yo, you need to do it. And that's how Hugh sounds. He's like, Yo, you got to do Arsenio, man. What are you going to do? I was like, I want to. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to introduce you to uh, to uh, Claudia Kagan, who who books the comics. So I was like, all right, bet. He was like, send me, give me a clip. Give me a clip. And the problem, the problem for, for, for me, I don't mind clips, but I like people to feel me live. You know, I like for people to, to dig what I'm doing and feel the energy of the room. Like, you can tell people, yo, I got a standing ovation. But it's not the same if if they unless they if they're in the room and they see the people and feel the excitement of the room and they get the goosebumps and the electricity in the air. That's when they feel real. So when Hugh said give give him something that he can give her, I sent him a clip, and he also he he sort of gave me a caveat. He was like, yeah, you know what? Let me just tell you, this one comic asked me to uh and called. This is crazy. A friend, a, a comic friend, asked him, "Yo, he was like, uh, you think you can give me a showcase for for the talent coordinator?" He said, um, "Let me see. I'm not sure, but I'll see." So then, two days later, he said, "Hi, right, yo." He's like, uh, "What's up? Um, 
I, I got you a showcase. Can you can you meet at this comedy club tomorrow? Because she's seeing a couple of people. And dude was like, ah, let me see. Let me see. You just asked him for the opportunity. He came through. You got to bring it. So I said to him, I said, I said, how'd he do? He was like, ah, he did all right, I guess. I, I guess he did okay. I was like, nah, that's the that's not the answer that you if if you stick your neck out for me and you say, yo, I think here's someone you should check for, you is your responsibility. The protocol states that you you show up and you put your foot in them. You know what I mean? You put your foot, you put for me, size 13 wide up their rectal cavity. And make sure they don't forget that their foot is there. You leave your 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 shell toe Adidas in there. You know what I mean? And I get it. And dude probably had a good set, but I'm like, if you showcase, you're supposed to crush it. And we've all I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say I, I showcased uh like two years ago for um the cast that book a late night program, and I went in on some. You know what? I want to say I have. I, I, here's what happens when you, when you go into showcase, you really should just go into crush. But in my mind, I was like, well, I have these jokes I want to save for the Tonight Show. And I have these jokes that I want to save for Conan. So I'm going to do this. Here's a B set, but it's funny. So I didn't crush it. And that particular late night show didn't book me. And to this day, he's, he's he's not really checking for me, and I can't be mad at him. I'm just like, all right, well, that's 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 on y'all, but that's also on me because I should have come through properly, you know. So when when uh, when Hugh told me that, I was like, he he also finished up by saying, so you know, when you when you showcase, I said, son, I said, I know you feel like you have to say that, but I'm crushing not only for you, but because that's how much of a fan I've been of this dude for twenty some odd years, you know. So, uh, so th- this was uh, early November, and oh, mid-November. So then, on top of that, I wind up um, because I do a bunch of you know voices impressions. Uh, they have a couple of sketches that they want me to do on the show. So I do a couple of call-ins, and I do a couple of uh, voiceovers for them, and then you know I'm in LA, and that I was I was shooting uh, D. Ray Davis's uh, Mind of the Man. Or mind of the man while I was out there. So one Friday I rapped early and I, I said to I said to production, I said, you have those papers. Instead of you sending them and me sign them, I can just come by the studio. So I went by the studios, um, got to meet, you know, a lot of the crew. I, I knew a bunch of people that were there. And then I got to meet uh Claudia who books the talent on the show. So she and I hit it off. She's from New York, you know, she's from New York, she's real cool, cool and gang. So Ultimately, and then I think on top of that, she sees that I know a bunch of people and a bunch of the producers, so it's all love. It just, it just makes it easier uh, to sort of flow, you know. So she's like, well, are you up uh, anywhere this 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 week while you're out there? I said, well, you know what? I'm at the factory on tonight, and I'm at the improv tomorrow, and the factory again on Tuesday. And then, then she, was, she was like, what about, do you ever do inside jokes? I was like, I'm actually at uh, inside jokes on Wednesday because Russell Simmons... Um, has a show called the All Deaf Digital show that Tony Rock uh, hosts. Shout out to my man, Tony Rock. Brooklyn Stand Up. So, uh, hashtag Brooklyn Stands Up. He always puts that. So, um, so I invite her out. Boom. And so she comes to, to the room. So now here's the thing. I don't run the light. I, I respect most clubs. I respect I respect all clubs and I and I don't like I don't want to be the dude that always goes over the light. So 
they have a, I thought 15 minutes. So I had 15 minutes planned. They let me early because I looked at how, what time they let everybody else. And that sometimes happens when you're the quote unquote nice guy. People are like, all right, well, we'll save some time with him because he's not going to run the light. But knowing A, that Russell Simmons was sitting, you know, right in the center of the, uh, of the, because it's a movie theater in, uh, it's in the man's movie theater uh, in Hollywood and Highland. And they use one theater for comedy club. So it's actually dope stadium seating. So, Claudia's there and Russell's there. And I'm like, you know what? Nah, I got, I got to win. So for all the young kids out there, kids always play to win. You got to win when you have the opportunity to win. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my foot in them and I'm going to leave my shoe in there, you know? So I see Russell dying and then I, then I see Claudia in the corner. She's laughing and um, and I, I like left it all on the field. And I did, I did 15 minutes, knowing I'd only do four or five minutes on Arsenio, but I was like, here, let me do, give her a variety of things and variety of material so that she feels comfortable and confident that I can just go in and do the deed without her having to. Because sometimes when you do, when you do late night, uh, the, the talent coordinator will then, will then um, shadow you to a couple of shows and they'll, trim and chisel your material so that it fits the particular show's format. But I'm like, look, man, you trust trust me that I'm going to do what I need to do. So she, uh, as soon as I come off stage, um, she actually, she's like, I'm a fan now. We got to get you on the show as soon as possible. So I'm like, oh, that's what's up. And then on a side note, Russell Simmons uh, people uh, approached me like, yeah, Russell loved you. He wants to have a meeting with you. So I actually... Uh, met with Russ, went to Russell's house. He has a wonderful, a very nice. We're going to Russell's house. Um, actually, all the Russell's houses that I've been to, Russell Peters and Russell Simmons, they all inspire me to work harder and get my life together. <laughs> so, um, so Claudia's like, we gotta get you on as soon as possible. So then I, I, I connect her with my, uh, with my. She's like, who reps you? So I said, told her my my uh, agency and manager. So I get my manager on to just coordinate with her, my schedule for uh, December. So we were, we were supposed to do it. She was trying to get me on the latter part of December, but they, she's, what I will say about, uh, about her is that she's, she, she's really out there in the clubs, man. Like I, I'm, I'm out there. If I'm out there for, for a week, I run into her like three, four times at different comedy clubs because she's she's seeking talent, you know, and that's what you're supposed to do, you know. So, um, so I appreciate her for that. So she said, you know what, we might not be able to get you on as a stand-up before the end of the year, but we're having a we're having an end of year panel, an end of year wrap up where we panel and have like three three comedians on the show and just talk about pop culture and current events. So I was supposed to do that the 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 end of the year, but um, I wound up booking the Chicago Improv, so I had to cancel. And I think a couple of buddies of mine, I think um, Eric Griffin and T.J. Miller and uh, young lady from uh, the show on TV one, I forget, they did it. So I was a uh, and I was actually I wasn't bummed, but I was looking forward to kicking it with our city, old man. This this is one of my you know dudes I always wanted to be down with, you know and. Uh, and rewinding, the weekend that I went up to sign my paperwork was the, was the weekend that they all were like, you know, Eddie Murphy's coming next week. 
So we we so you got to come back to meet him. And and I think I told that story a couple of episodes ago where I met where I got to meet. I came back um, the following Tuesday, I think Monday or Tuesday, and got to meet Eddie and got pictures with Arsenio and uh, uh, my man G Thang and Damon Williams were were there and uh, Ali. And uh, Hugh were there as well. And uh, big shout out to Ali Leroy for helping make that make that wonderful moment in history happen. Uh, and so uh, so I wasn't able to do it at the end of December. I'm a little annoyed because it was this was the Friday before Christmas. You know, that would have been a nice gift for, for a brother. But I said, all right, well, it, it'll happen when it's meant to happen. I actually meditated on it before I made my decision. So I was like... Because I was thinking, well, it's not about the money. It's really, I just want to get this, that airtime, you know. And going into 2014, hashtag 2014, I said, you know what? I want to really keep my face out there on, on television, you know. So, um, and I have, like, I, I did a lot of media, f- um, both in Toledo as well as uh, New York, both in front of this camera and on the radio. And I've done Bethany a couple of times. Um, I, I just did another episode, um, you know, last or a couple weeks ago that'll probably air sooner if it hasn't already. And, uh, you know, just keeping your face out there. So we're, we're scheduled. She tells us that we're scheduled to do our studio mid January. So I'm like, all right. So I initially block out, I think the 20, like the 21st through the 24th or 25th, like a Monday through Friday. Dates. Uh, no, you know what? It was the twentieth to the twenty fourth was was my original uh, dates to go out to L.A. And I figured I'd tape between then. Um, then she pushed it. She said, "You know what? It's going to happen the twenty first, twenty third." But then they pushed it back. So I said, "You know what? I don't want to get my ticket." That's the beauty of being uh, Delta Platinum, man. Is uh, is that I have some miles for for a rainy day, you know? And so I um I called them and said, "You know what? I want to change my flight." She said, it's not going to happen this week. So I'm going to go out at the end of January, like 29th. And then I I knew I had to go to Toledo in between there. So I I was in LA for like two and a half weeks. So that gave them enough of a window. You know, I needed that window. So I had that window and still nothing. I started getting frustrated, man. In the meantime, I, I had a bunch of pilot season auditions. Got to meet with Russell Simmons. That went well. And uh, then I go to Toledo. I run into I run into her while she's shadowing a comic named Jackie Fabulous at the Improv. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me give her another, a whole different set. So she sees that I have some range. So I gave, gave her another set. She comes after the show and she's like, you know what? She's like, I want you to know, I know you're going out of town next week, but you are your your name is on the board because most TV shows will have like a big sort of cork board with index cards on it and they move the cards around to know who they're booking. So she's like, you're on the board. So I'm like, all right, I, I believe I am on the board. So... I'm excited, but at the same time, oh, she says I'm on the board. I'm like, all right, if she says I'm on the board, then then I'm then I'm golden. She says, you know what? I know you go to Toledo, but you're you're here that following week, um, that Monday, and you're you leave, you fly out um on the red eye on Friday. I say, yep. So I go do Toledo. Once again, just to add to what I said the other week. I, uh, we sell out Saturday nights, man. I'm, 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 I'm becoming the king of the Saturday night sellouts, man. I did the shows with, uh, uh, my man Brooks Whelan, who's actually a current cast member on SNL. That's what they called it, the SNL package, because it was myself and Brooks 
And, and, uh, and we had fun in, uh, in Toledo. It was negative six out there, man. It was brick. It was, dang, it was cold, man. It was, we, we were outside one time walking from the movie theater to the hotel, maybe a four-minute walk. My face, I, if I didn't have frostbite, I had frost nibble. Like, my cheeks hurt, you know? So I, um, so I get back to L.A. that Monday, nothing Tuesday, nothing. I actually, I'm about to call my my manager like, yo, man, what's up? This is ridiculous. Yeah. Tuesday night, they call me and they said, you know what? Um, Arsen- um, Claudia just uh, called. You're taping Arsenio on Thursday and it's going to air Friday for Valentine's Day. Because, they're d- because uh, the following Monday was President's Day. So they recorded... Two episodes on Thursday. They did an afternoon one on Thursday that would air Thursday night. And then the late show we taped Thursday evening would air on Friday. And then the show they shot Friday would air on President's Day with my man uh, Ron G, who also I heard did his thing as a stand-up. So now I'm like, a word? All right, I got my phone. So now uh, I'm like, well, how much time? They're like, "You you have four, you have four minutes. And look, man, I've been... (laughs) <laughs> I've been doing this now actually 22 years. So I have a catalog. And the hardest thing, one of the hardest things that a comic will experience is when someone tells you, all right, listen, you have four minutes. Because at this point, you have a point of view. You you have ideas that flow into other ideas. You you like as I always use the term the tapestry, you have you have a, a a a quilt. You don't just have a napkin, you know. Yeah, man. So I'm like, dang, man. So I'm thinking, like, all right, I'm gonna talk about. I'll do this joke and then this joke, and I re- and then I, you know, I have the timer on my uh, I have the timer on my phone, and I'm like, all right, well, here, let's figure out. Um, let's run the set. So I run the set each time. It times out to like six and a half minutes, right? <laughs> now his was funny. Here's how you start justifying. You just heard me say I don't. I'm not the dude that likes running the light, um, cause I it's disrespectful and people don't want to bring you back. Even if you kill people, like you know, there's a lack of respect there. And I, I, so I, I go online, and here's here's the justification of of artists. Here's the artist rationale. In my mind, I watch a couple of people, and I'm seeing people do four and a half, five and a half. I saw. Somebody do close to seven minutes. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I should be able to too. If they got to do it, I they could cut me off. But you know what? The, my wife actually said, nah, babe. She, babe, just just respect the time. Don't don't do it. So I was like, and I knew that. So I was like, all right. So the but still I could not get it. I I timed it down to six minutes. I was like, I don't want to cut anything. It's it's still it's a smaller tapestry, but a tapestry nonetheless. So the day of the show, uh, I had a bunch of my my friends because I always love my friends to come hang out in the green room to keep me level headed. And 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 uh, so uh, my buddy Rich Rich Pierre Louis, he he's like he's gonna uh, come through with uh, his boys uh, Kev, and so him and Kev. Uh, came through and uh, and my buddy my buddy Steven Glickman who's a funny comic and a talented actor he he was he he played he was he was my Shrek to my donkey when we we did uh, Shrek Shrek the musical on Broadway and so uh, Glickman was like 
hey, buddy, you got to, I want to come. So uh, Glickman's down to, to go. And then my buddy, Sidney uh, Castillo, uh, Sydney's been, you know, he's been like my one of my little brothers in comedy for for the last decade, and he's doing his thing grinding out there in L.A. So I was like, all right, we got our crew, um, and of course Hugh and Owen are gonna be there uh, backstage. So we we get to the show. They they send the car. Um, it's funny because Sydney and I we we were out running around, running a bunch of errands, and then we got back to the. To, I was staying at uh, Russell Peters' house, so I'm staying at Russell's crib, and we pull up as the driver from our city pulls up. So it look it looks so geechy. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I just made it," you know. So um, I grab my grab my stuff, got my got my um, blanco y blanco Adidas shell tops. You know, gotta have the new icy whites on on on. And here's here's what's funny. So I had a couple of different outfits, but I had a t-shirt. You're gonna bug. I had a t-shirt. That I got back in the early 90s, probably like 94, 93, 94. Arsenio had a show, had a, had a, something called the Flavor of the Future contest, right? Now, the Flavor of the Future was just a talent contest. He wanted people to send in their videotapes um, with them singing or rapping or acting, dancing or doing or uh, uh, telling jokes. So I sent in my reel, which was awful. It was like shot at this comedy. It was shot at this club that did comedy one night called Le Freak. That was the name of the club, Le Freak. It was up in up in the rock. So uh, the tape was awful, but but I was funny. And I was in film school at the time, so I added a little like credits at the beginning and the end. And now that I think of it, I was like, ugh, it's probably awful. But um, <laughs> I sent them the tape, and they sent me sent the tape back after they made the choices. I knew a couple of other comics that sent in their tapes and they didn't they didn't book it, um, but they never got anything back. I got my tape back and my tape had a post-it on it that said, really funny guy. And I also got the T, they sent a T-shirt that said Arsenio Hall night thing, right, on it. And, um, but here's what's funny. I'm not sure if my memory is 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 playing tricks on me. I'm not sure if that totally happened or if a friend of mine, Tiny Glover, God bless the dead, Tiny worked at the radio station, got the T-shirt, and gave it to me. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm blending stories. But as far as I'm concerned, they sent me the shirt along with my tape, right? So I always, and I was like, oh, man, I got a shirt from the Arsenio Hall show. It says Arsenio Night Thing, because that was his, that was uh, their catch phrase at the time. Uh, their motif was, it's Arsenio Hall show. It's a night thing, you know what I mean? So I kept this shirt. I only wore this shirt like three times, two or three times. And I always said, you know what? One day I'm going to wear this on his show. And then his show uh, ended. Uh, <laughs> then the show ended at 0405. So I was like, I guess I, and but I, sure. but I always kept the shirt. So before I flew out to LA in this last trip, I packed, I, I was downstairs in my basement for two hours looking for the shirt, could not find it, found a lot of pictures, which uh, have become and will become throwback Thursday pictures on Instagram um, of me like in the military and me when I first started out. And, uh, and then I came upstairs. I said, damn, where's the shirt? I looked in my drawer and I just had it at the bottom of one of my drawer, dresser drawers sitting there. So same creases folded, almost in mint condition. Not quite, but almost. So uh, so I bring that to to the show with me. And I'm like, all right, I could go. I could, the, here were the outfit choices I had. I had these, uh, these, these light blue uh, denim uh, with the night thing shirt. 
and then uh, this Hugo Boss uh, top coat, or I had this this uh, Kenneth Cole zip up mock neck, which was fly with these uh, pair of black pants that all my friends still think after seeing the show, they're like, this dude has leather pants on on TV. And I really didn't. They're not leather, but they they have leather texture. They look leathery, but they're not. They are denim. I got them from uh, Energy in LA years ago and never really had a chance to wear them. But I always said, these will make some good, these will read well on TV. Um, to all the comics that had jokes, Ian Edwards, uh, Keith Robinson, forget y'all. I look good on TV, and I got a lot of compliments on the outfit. Thank you very much. So we're in the we're in the my green room, and uh, and and Owen's like, "Yo, you're not wearing those blue pants on TV." I was like, "What you mean? Those are fly." He was like, "Man, those pants look like you a dad going to Home Depot." So I was like, oh, "I won't be wearing those." So we mixed the the outfit. So I said, "The I said, what about the? I wanted the fly shirt." He's like, "Nah, man, you got rock that Arsenio shirt. He's gonna bug when he sees that." So I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm wear that with the with the black leathery denim and the uh, and the and the Hugo Boss top coat. So uh, and the icy whites. So um, and and then uh, Owen was doing a uh, sketch on the show that night, and uh, Tiffany Haddish, friend of mine, was also doing a bit on the show. So it was exciting, it was funny energy. Uh, Tiffany was wanted to do something, and she was like, I don't know if I should wear the socks. With with these shoes, I said, you know what? Wear the socks because you're about you're not trying to be fly. You're trying to be funny. So be funny. Is that the cat? Oh wow, cat! You in heat? So um, so I, I'm like, all right, boom. I'm I'm gonna wear this, and then they say you on deck. So they they told me where my mark was. I took a look at the audience. I'm standing backstage, and then what's beautiful about how Arsenio breaks it down, man? Before the commercial break even comes back, I hear him. Uh, making the announcement, he's like, yo, I want y'all to make sure you pay attention to this next brother coming out. This dude is a master at what he does. He's a master impressionist. He's a funny comedian. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give it away what he does, but I guarantee you're gonna enjoy it. I'm getting goosebumps again, Mike. So you're gonna enjoy it. So I'm like, all right, yo, now I'm hyped because I'm like, damn, that's a dope, that's a dope intro. And then Commercial comes back. I hear him say his next cat. He was a, he's a former cast member on SNL and he, on MTV's uh, MTV Two's guy goes very front of brother. Give it up for Dean Edwards. So then I, I go out and I have my jacket and, and he's looking at me. So I hold my jacket open and he sees it and I see him cover his face like, oh shoot, that's the shirt. And boom, man. Next thing I know, it was a surreal moment because I uh, I dove into. Hey, oh, side note, it was the Valentine's episode. Someone proposes to his girl on the show early in the show. That made me say, I, right, you know what? I'm going to cut the, the first minute and a half, two minutes of what I was going to do because I come out, the, the, uh, part of that joke, I come out saying, saying how men don't want to get married. So I could have still done the joke, but I said, you know what? I don't want to piss on this dude's moment. And I said, and that, and that also, say again, and it's Valentine's Day. And then also, I said, you know what? If I cut that, I should be on the money with time. And then I can do this last joke that I wanted to do that I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to get to because of time constraints. So I hit the ground running. And the funny thing when you do late night is because it's such short time, you don't have time to enjoy your applause breaks. So I'm, 
I'm burning through. I'm like, uh, my wife's my wife is British. Uh, for Happy Valentine's Day, congratulations to the couple. My wife is my wife is British. Uh, she don't worry, sister, she's black. Uh, she has this accent. It gets on my nerves. She's she's Jamaican and English. Uh. Uh, mar- marriage is great, but everybody deals with marriage issues. Jay-Z and Beyonce. Then let's talk about Jay-Z. Uh, Jay-Z's lips. And Jay-Z impression. Now Beyonce. And then, and that's how it's like running. It's like Jay-Z's, Jay-Z's lips. And now do the Beyonce. And now Beyonce's uh, booty is like a stallion, which someone corrected me later and said, well, actually, um, a female horse is not, which I appreciate, but people... No, 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 no. Someone tweeted me and they were like, actually, it's not called a stallion, a female. I was like, I know, but a stall- the average person knows the term stallion and they just think of a, a horse's booty. So, and then I ended on the, uh, the you know, men, women hate on Beyonce. Men don't care whether a woman's breasts are fake or real. If they're present, we like them because a present is a gift. I hit my last beat, the, the elephant thing. I, I wanted to say, what's funny is I told myself I wanted to end my set by saying, saying my thanks, I'm Dean Edwards. Eddie Murphy, come back to the stage, man. We miss you. I wanted to do that, but I was so caught up in the moment, man, that I just said goodnight. Arsenio came over. He gave me love. Next thing, he, I hear him say, wow, I appreciate it. I go back, stay. He and I speak for, we, we talk for, we, we talk about the shirt. He's like, yeah, he's he was like he was like, man, I can't believe you still have that. I said, yeah, I always always said I wanted to wear this on on your show one day, man. So I'm glad you came back. I'm proud and happy that you're back. He was like, I just found my one of my shirt like that in between uh, something in my garage or something, you know. So uh, it was a nice moment. And then back, I get backstage. People, the the crew is applauding. His band is applauding. And then uh, people are like, you know, you know, the crowd stood up. I was like, nah. And then everybody's like, you you got to stand an ovation. I was like, really? They were like, you got to stand an ovation, son. All my friends are like, son, you you destroyed that. You just killed it. You got to stand an ovation. And then uh, we took pictures after the show with our city on front of the, the A backstage. It was a great moment. The joint, the joint. Uh, air. I, t- I tweeted an Instagram pictures for good... We we gotta wrap up in a second um, because I was I'm still excited about it you know it that's big, and and I put a, you know put something um just to inspire people saying you know what dreams do come true because I said I set that into motion years ago and said one day I'm gonna wear this shirt on, on Arsenio's show uh, yeah and 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 not weird because honestly I believe I believe you really do breathe breathe your 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 hopes into existence man so I um. I was really, I'm still proud of that moment. And I got a lot of like positive feedback from the set. I'll, I'll send you a, a clip of um the, of the set. The clip is online. Any, anyone wants to check it out. It's on Arsenio Hall's uh, um, website as well as, uh you know, YouTube. Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, because it was, you know what? It timed out to f- like 4.30, 4.30, which wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Yeah. I, I, st- I stayed in the window, you know, in the pocket. Um and that was really because of I, I I sometimes you can't escape the applause you know and you can't run over it so um yeah man it was it was a great experience and uh, and I'm I'm very proud uh, to be one of the few people that might have caught that stand ovation because I've seen a lot of comics on the show I haven't seen a lot of stand ovations you know and um so I'm very proud of that um uh, and here's here's to you the listener that you can listen to me and realize that dreams do come true huh. That's part of the protocol of following your dreams. (laughs) 
No, man, but um, seriously, it's just it, it was a uh, it was a great experience, and uh, I'm really excited uh, that I was able to do it, and uh, ho- hopefully it inspires somebody that's listening um, or who knows the story um, to to pursue their dreams, man. Got to roll out this piece, but um. Yo, this is the Father Monkey Protocol, man. I appreciate everyone that's listened and continues to listen. Make sure you go on uh, All Things Comedy or, or uh, SoundCloud or iTunes and, and make sure you click that subscribe button. Make sure you like it. Make sure you uh, retweet about it. Make sure you tell a friend about it. Uh, go to Arsenio Hall's uh, website and, and check out the clips and tell them to have me on again. And I, I, I'm still doing like a bunch of voiceover work for them, man. And, uh, and uh, you know, you can catch me at the end of... I, I will be at the Hartford Funny Bone at the end of March. So make sure you check check me out out there if you're in the Hartford area, man. And uh, onward and upward, man. It's 2014. It's not a game. Make sure you make sure you hit that hashtag 2014 or my new hashtag because of the, because of the joke about women women men liking women whether the breasts are real or fake. Hashtag pocket nipples. Let me say it again. Hashtag pocket nipples. I'm getting my new t-shirts with with that on. My new cool for the bucket t-shirts are gonna have hashtag pocket nipples on the back. So if you dug the podcast, make sure you hashtag Pocket Nipples. I'm Dean Edwards. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. And we'll catch you next week on the Father Monkey Protocol. Easy. <laughs>